on The Girl to Find Show, I'm talking about the moment that I bought a wedding dress when I was like 21, 22 years old, zero prospects on the horizon, but I had such confidence that God was going to give me this dream of marriage, that he was going to bring Prince Charming along, and I would be swept off my feet into my fairy tale ending, into my happily ever after. But over a decade went by of that dress sitting in the back of my closet, collecting dust, just doing no good and Prince Charming nowhere to be found. And I just want to share how I dealt with that serious disappointment, those unfulfilled longings, and, you know, just relate that to you, how you can deal with your disappointments. What's that wedding dress for you, that thing that's been sitting there, that dream, that desire that has just gone unfulfilled? How do we deal with that? How do we trust God? How do we thrive? All that and more on The Girl Defined Show. What's up, sisterhood? It's Bethany here, and I am actually doing something really special. I am recording in the country of Ukraine. That's right. I came these past two weeks with my husband, Dave, and my little baby, Davey, and we are visiting my sister, Alyssa, and her husband, Andre. And they actually, well, she actually recorded an entire episode, podcast episode with us all about long distance dating and relationships because she's from the US. He's from Ukraine. Like, how did they meet? How did that work? How in the ever-living world do you get to know someone from across the world during a pandemic and get married? (laughs) Um, So if you need some hope in that department... I'll link their podcast on long-distance dating below. Um, But yeah, so I'm visiting her, and I am recording in her upstairs guest bedroom. So if you hear extra noise in the background, um, it's because there are a lot of people in the house, and there are only so many spaces to go. So just bear with me if you hear um, Davey laughing or crying or people cleaning or hanging out laughing, whatever. Um, I'm really excited about this particular episode, though, because... I know that for all of us, there are those things in our life that just did not go the way that we planned. There are twists and turns in our story, our life story, and we're like, I don't want this, or this isn't what I had planned for my life. I had hoped for this to happen, and instead, I'm not getting that, or my life looks a completely different way. And like I mentioned in the intro, I had that happen to me with that whole wedding dress. I bought a wedding dress kind of like in faith that marriage would be coming my way really soon. And a lot of you know my story that I didn't get married until I was 30. So if I bought a wedding dress at like 20, 21, however old I was, really early 20s, it literally collected dust in the back of my closet for like a decade. Um, and just how I dealt with that disappointment and that reminder and just keeping the dress, I actually still own it to this day, which is really random. Um, but this is a whole concept that Kristen and I feel just trusting God with the twists and turns of your story. None of our lives go according to the way we plan. This is something we're very passionate about, just learning to trust God, learning to thrive, learning to live fully in the midst of the what-ifs, learning, learning to view God's character, not through our circumstances, but through the certainty and steadfastness of His Word. So if you're like, I want hope, I want to thrive, I want to learn to trust God fully, even if I'm super bitter or mad or whatever it is, um, we wrote an entire book on this that is releasing really soon. So you can grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story at girldefined.com slash trust or wherever books are sold. Um, this is one of the most raw and open and personal books we've ever written, Not Part of the Plan. And I just think that you will feel like you're at a coffee shop with a friend talking about just the hardships and the difficulties of worry and anxiety and struggling to trust God or struggling with that thing. You just, it's not going the way you wanted. Um, and just finding true biblical hope, biblical encouragement, and just leaving at the end of it feeling like, wow, 
God's got this and I can do this and life can be really awesome even if it's not going the way that I had planned. So grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan at girldefined.com or just wherever books are sold online. And if you're thinking about getting it, go grab it now. We have a ton of amazing um, bonuses for you if you grab it. So just go to girldefined.com and you can get all that info. Okay, so what's the story? What's the scoop? (laughs) Why did I buy a wedding dress? And Yes, do you hear that loud noise? I think someone's doing dishes down there. So that's what I warned you of. I am in a house in Ukraine and I have no control over the noise around me right now. So I don't have like my quiet closet that I normally can retreat to um, to record this. But so what happened is uh, about, well, over 10 years ago, Kristen and Zach have been married for 10 years. And so they got engaged and were engaged for like a month, I mean, a year or whatever. So when Kristen was searching for wedding dresses, of course, all of us sisters were with her. I was with her and we went to many different shops and she was struggling to find something that fit her style, what she wanted, what she wanted to walk down the aisle to Zach in. But she tried on the, or pulled out this dress. And I remember seeing it and thinking, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful dress I had ever seen in my life. It was literally like Cinderella, every Disney, everything that in as a 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, I was like, yes, this is it. This is the wedding dress of every girl's dream, right? Kristen didn't quite feel the same way. She thought it was really pretty, but she was like, oh, that's way more you. Like, that's not really me. So she made this crazy suggestion. She was like, why don't you go try it on? And I don't know what overcame me or why she even suggested that because it's the most random. Uh, but I ended up actually trying it on. And I'm sure the lady at the wedding dress place was like, y'all are weird. Y'all are freaks. Like, she's not even engaged. What's the deal? So I remember trying it on and I came out and I just felt like this was it. You know that that moment that people always talk about? Like, okay, when you have the dress of your dreams, like you'll just start crying. It will be it. You'll just know. So that was the moment for me. But I wasn't even engaged and I did not even have a boyfriend. So I tried on. It was, you know, not cheap. It was quite expensive for a dress. But I just remember thinking like, oh my goodness, if I don't get this dress, I will literally never be able to find this dress again. And it will be the biggest regret of my life if I don't get it. You know, like serious FOMO as an early 20-something. And my family, the, my mom and sisters who were with me, they were like, yeah, you should get it. Why not? So I remember checking out at the register and the lady's like, so when is your wedding day? And I'm like, oh, not sure yet. We'll see. You know, like not revealing like, actually completely single. Oh my goodness. So I remember getting that dress, putting it back in, in the back of my closet, keeping it a secret. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't even tell my other youngest um, sisters who weren't there. I didn't tell my brothers. Like no one knew about the dress except the people that were at the shop with us. And I just remember thinking in that moment as an early 20 something, like for sure I'll get married in the next like two years. Like that's what I want. That's my dream. Of course, marriage is a good desire, so God will give it to me, right? And I remember thinking that, and I remember having such confidence that I could buy this dress that cost a bunch of money, and that it would be, like, I would wear it, and that I would have this moment of walking down the aisle to my husband in that dress. Um So a lot of y'all know the story, Um, and I'll link to specific episodes where I talked about my singleness below, and I actually share the entire story of my journey from being totally single, learning to trust God with all of that, to getting married, having a baby. I literally share the entire story just to encourage you and to um, give you hope to know like God's plans are so much better than ours in my new book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. So you can grab that at the link below if you want like the real deep dive. Um, But I just remember, you know, like a couple months going by, a year going by, and marriage was clearly not in my future. Kristen got married and marriage was just not working out for me. And I think that the sad part for of this story for me is that 
marriage and just like this ideal future of what I wanted, this, you know, like fairy tale ending, happily ever after, just this life that I thought would be best for me. Obviously, God knew better and he had a much different plan for me. And I'm so grateful and I wouldn't change anything about my story because I I would not be here recording this podcast if I had planned and written and forced my life to go the way that I wanted, like if that were possible. But it didn't. And God had such a better plan, such a different story. Um, you know, and I'm so grateful because it is so much better than anything I could have ever written. And that's the crazy thing about life is like we often have this idea of what our life should look like. And God often has different, better plans for us, but it doesn't always go the way that we want or think it should. And we struggle to trust him. We struggle to believe that he's good. Uh, but I know for me, those years of singleness and those years of wrestling with the fact like, is God good? Why wouldn't he give me this good desire? It was through those valleys, those low moments, those, you know, years and years of Valentine's days, being alone, being single, watching all my friends get married, being, I cannot even, like, I can't even count on one hand how many bridesmaids, how many times I've been a bridesmaid. So many times in the years of my singleness and, um, and just that pain that those moments, I, I know for me, it was such a blessing in a weird sort of way when I look back, because I look back now and I'm like, wow, God drew me into such a deep, intimate, knowing relationship with Him. And my heart learned to be satisfied in my life. I learned to thrive in true intimacy with my Savior. And I didn't need other things to make me happy. I didn't need marriage to make me complete, to make me have a life like I could still desire those things and see the beauty and celebrate the beauty of others getting married and having kids while being single. And, um, you know, that's only by the grace of God. That's only through those valleys where he drew me to himself and showed me like, Bethany, you don't have to have everything you think you need to live a complete, filling, fulfilling, satisfying life serving me. You just need what I have given you. And that's what you have, you know? And so, learning to be faithful with what God had given me rather than thinking I needed to be faithful with what I wanted, you know? So that was such a huge lesson that I learned over the years of um, just like not getting that dream, not getting that desire fulfilled. So what happened with the dress? That's the question that people always ask. Like, okay, you bought this dress, it's in the back of your closet, and what happened? Like, what in the world? So in reality, like I put this, and it was a big dress, like it was princess all the way, like huge dress. I put it in the back of my closet and I'm not joking. It just sat there for year after year after year. And like I mentioned earlier that it was, I don't know if I finished my thought even. The sad part of this moment is that I had this dress kind of like haunting me, like, okay, you have this dream of wanting to get married. You have this desire of wanting to get married. Look at the dress. It's staring back at you. And so I remember, um, for quite a few years, actually getting into a relationship that wasn't ideal, that wasn't the best, that there were red flags all around it. And many people saying like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. But because I so desperately wanted this dream, I had kind of made it an idol. Like I felt like I needed marriage in order to be happy. And so instead of really being able to honestly evaluate a relationship and say, okay, is this for the best? Am I better? Are you better? Can we serve God better together? Is this truly what who I want to commit to spending the rest of my life with? My view was muddled because I... um. I couldn't see clearly because marriage had become such an idol. So instead of being able to evaluate the relationship honestly, um, I was just overtaken by this desire to want to get married. And <laughs> like I said, I'm in Ukraine. I th- it's like it sounds like they are just like throwing like the loudest things down there. It's like they're doing dishes, but it's like the loudest dish doing I've ever heard in my life. So sorry about that. If y'all can hear that in the background. Um, 
So yeah, I I entered into this relationship and stayed in this relationship for a few years because I was, you know, so desperate to get married. And it, by the grace of God, I didn't end up marrying this person, but um, I stayed in the relationship way too long and wasted, you know, like several years of my life. Not wasted because God can use anything and He can redeem anything. And I, I learned so much from it, but um, I stayed in the relationship despite the fact that people were telling me like, this is really not a good idea. And even deep in my heart, just this like, like, uh, I'm not so sure I should be doing this, but I did it because I wanted what I wanted. And I don't know for you what that thing is. Maybe it's a certain job, a career. Um, maybe it's, you know, like cutting people out of your life just because it's hard. Maybe it's staying friends with people because you just don't want to have to give that up. Maybe you're in a relationship that you know is unhealthy, but you don't want to think about life without this person. Um, Maybe it's, you know, like any sort of idol where you're like, I need this in order to be happy. um, And you're not willing to give it up. You're not willing to um, sacrifice it and say, hey, I want this, but I know that this isn't for the best. And so, I'm going to give this up. Like that's the place that we all have to come to to say God, I want you more than anything. I want you more than this dream of marriage. I want you more than this strong desire that I have. I want you more than than this job, this career, this relationship, this, you know, uh, status. I want you more than all of that. That's the place all of us have to come to in order to have a truly thriving, all-satisfying relationship with Christ. And I just want you to think about this because when we look out into the world, especially, you know, here in America, it's like the dream life isn't found in Christ. Obviously, that's what we're told. Like the dream life is found in, <laughs> I'm so sorry about the noise in the background. I don't know what's happening down there. It's the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. The dream life is um, becoming like famous, you know, and I think even for social media people, it's like to become an influencer. Oh my goodness. You know, it's like this, like anyone can become an influencer. Anyone can become YouTube famous. Anyone can get these brand deals. And, you know, it's like this dream, like you could live this dream life. You could travel all over. You could, and those things in and of themselves aren't bad, but we've turned romance. We've turned sex. We've turned, um, you know, influence. We've turned money. We've turned um, just identity, desire. We've turned all of that into an idol. And we've basically said, like, I must have these things in order to be happy. And instead of surrendering those things and saying, God, what do you want for me? And instead of making Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Like, that's not our prayer so often. Our prayer is, God, here's what I want and let me figure out how to manipulate things to stay in this or pursue that or keep that. And then I want you to bless that. Um, And instead of doing the opposite. And so I encourage you to think right now, like slow down wherever you are and just think, what is that thing in your life that you feel like you must have in order to be happy? And if the answer is anything other than Christ, then that has become an idol in your life. So do you think there's something you have to have, you must have? Is it marriage? Is it a relationship, a same-sex relationship? Is it um, embracing a certain identity? Is it a job, a career, getting into a certain school? Do you feel like if I don't get that, like I will die or my life will not be complete or I won't be happy. What is that thing for you? And now I want you to imagine your hands. Now close your fists, like hold your hands up and close your fists. So palms towards the sky. Now close your fists. And 
when we hold on to that thing, when we say like, okay, I must for me, I want to get married and I am willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. My fists were clenched. I was not living an an act of surrender. I was not saying, God, I trust you. I was not making Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 the cry of my heart. I was clenching my fists and saying, God, I want to live for you, but I want to do it my way. And I'm going to hold this dream. I'm going to hold this hope with a clenched fist and you can't touch it. Like I have to have this. Obviously God is God and he's sovereign and he can do whatever he wants, but that was my heart posture. And it was through years of learning and painful growing to finally realize like I need to open my hands. And I want you to do that with your hands. Open them right now. And I want you to look at them. When we open our hands, we're putting everything on there and saying, God, here are my desires. Here are my hopes. Here's what I want out of life, but I surrender it. I trust you. I trust you with all my heart. I know that you know what's better for me, that you are good. You are loving. You are kind. You are just. You will direct my paths the way that I should go, not the way that I want to go. And later on in the evening, you might feel like, I'm holding back onto that thing. And look at your hands and say, okay, my fists are clenched, but I'm going to open them again. God, please help me to surrender. Please help me to trust you. Please help me to trust you with that thing. For me, it was that wedding dress. God, I bought this wedding dress in hopes that I would get married, but that's not happening. Please help me to surrender all of this to you. Please help me to remember that you are faithful. You are good, that you could bring a man if you wanted that to happen, but that's not part of my story right now. This is a twist and turn I wasn't expecting, but I still believe that you are good. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. And I'm going to dive into a deep, intimate relationship with you because I know that's where true satisfaction is found. And when you think about the, your, the desire of your heart and you think about what it is you're truly wanting, like for me, I wanted a relationship, but what did I truly want? I wanted to be known. I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be desired. I wanted to be pursued. I wanted to be like the, you know, affection of someone's heart. And so that's truly what I want out of relationship. It wasn't just to have a guy. It was to have these deeper desires met. And what I realized is that God was saying like, hey, all of that is found in me. When you trust in me, when you know me, you are fully loved, fully known, fully forgiven. There is no standard of love. Like you don't have to be good enough. I have given Christ for you, you know, so that you can know me and love me and full satisfaction is found in me. And so I want you to think for you, what is that deeper desire of your heart that truly can only be found in Christ? Because the things of this world are changing and passing. The standards are always changing. Um, You know, what may be, you know, like the thing you must have. What if circumstances is change? What if life changes? What if you get fired? What if you no longer can do that thing? Is your life ruined? But in Christ, we don't have to worry about that. So, I know that's a lot um, to think about, and it's it's not easy. It's not like, okay, this thing that I've wanted for my whole life, you can just say like, oh, surrender it and it'll go away. Like, I totally get that. Um, and so that's why it has to be like a daily cry, a daily prayer saying, God, I can't do this on my own, but you can. So I know we're in the middle of the podcast, but I just want to take a second to pray for you and for me that God would give us the strength to um, surrender to him. So I invite you to pray with me just in the space that you are right now. If you're at a coffee shop, if you're at home, if you're on a run, just take some time to open up your hands and surrender. And I'm going to pray over us real quick, and then we'll just keep chatting. God, it is so hard to surrender. I know for me and for my friend listening, like it's hard. It's so hard to open up our hands and give to you the things that we feel we must have in order to be happy. 
Like, I did not want to give up my relationship when I was dating. I didn't want to give up that dream of marriage, this hope that I thought like, okay, this is the last chance. I didn't want to give that up. It was painful. It was so hard to even admit that I needed to surrender to you. And I pray for my friend, my sister in Christ right now who's listening. I I don't know what that thing is for her, but you know, and you know how hard it is. So I just pray that you would bring so much peace and grace and comfort and that you would give the strength to surrender, that you would give the strength to trust, that you would change her heart so that she desires you more than anything and that she wouldn't have any idols above you, God, uh, but that she would surrender those idols and trust you fully and that you would show yourself good to her even if it's not the way that she's wanting things to happen, that she would surrender and believe and know that you are good no matter what our feelings or thoughts are. We can read in scripture about your greatness and just the fact that you gave Jesus up for us. Who does that? You know, we as humans don't even give up our small desires for our family and friends, but you gave up your only son so that we could be in a personal, intimate relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, so much. I pray that you would just strengthen us, that you would make us women of courage to trust you, to live for you, that we would be a generation of women who are not about making our names great, who are not about living the life that we want, but who are women, who are world changers because we point others to you. We impact our families, we impact our friends, we impact our communities by pointing to you and saying you are the greatest thing that's ever existed and ever will be. And without you, life is meaningless and purposelessness and there's no, what truly there's no reason for anything. So make us courageous women, God. Make us strong women, make us bold women all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want you to know, sister, that I am praying for you. I'm praying for courage. I'm praying for strength. I'm praying for boldness, that you would be a woman who says, like, I want to live for Jesus above all else. I want to hand over the pen. I want, like, I so desperately want to write my story, but I surrender it, and I surrender it to you. And I think my baby's awake. (laughs) I feel like I'm hearing screaming. That was a very short nap. Um, So that's my prayer for you. That's, um, that's just, it's hard. Um, I think about, I think about like my sisters and my friends. And I think about how so often, like pretty much a hundred percent of the time, each of their lives is so different than what they planned and what they wanted and what they were hoping out of life. But I see how God is working and drawing them closer to himself, drawing them into a deep, intimate relationship with himself and how they are able to thrive and live and have true satisfaction, not because they're getting what they're wanting, but because they are living fully for him and they're finding intimate satisfaction with their savior. So if you are like, okay, great. I don't really know about this. I don't really even know how to have a deep, intimate relationship with Christ. I want you to start simple, you know, like obviously reading not part of the plan would be a huge step and would really help you with this, but you've got to get in the word too. So I would encourage you to make sure, set it, set a goal like, okay, I'm going to be in the word for five minutes today. You could do that by just reading the Psalm of the day. So just look at the date, say it's the 27th open up your Bible to Psalm 27 and just sit in that. 
read that, meditate on that, allow the truth of God's word to change you, to transform your mind. Um, and then just spend a minute praying, say, God, I am so weak, but you are so strong. Make me strong with your strength, not with my own. So I really encourage you to do that because that's what will give you the strength you need to live fully for Christ and to not allow the disappointments and discouraging moments of your life to steal, to steal your life. You know, like I'm so grateful that although I didn't get married in the time frame that I wanted, I learned because of God's amazing grace to thrive and to live for Him and to live a complete satisfied life, even though I didn't have that thing I thought I needed in order to be happy. And the truth is, like, the years went on and I had that dress sitting in the back of my closet for about a decade. And by the time that I ended up meeting Dave, getting engaged, and getting married, that dress wasn't even what I wanted anymore. And I don't even think it would have fit. It was like small. <laughs> um, and so I ended up getting a completely different dress that I felt so matched Dave and I's relationship. And I felt like that's, I don't want to walk down the aisle to Dave in that big princess dress. Like that's not us. That's not him. That's not what I want. So I ended up getting a completely different dress and wearing that and walking down the aisle to Dave in that. And it was just such this reminder, like, wow, sometimes we think that there's this thing we must have in order to be happy. It's our dream. It's everything we want. But as time goes on and God grows us and changes us, that thing we thought we needed and wanted and had to have, we don't even want anymore. Like I didn't even want that dress anymore. And it's still in the back of my closet. I tried to sell it. I've tried to get rid of it. It just hasn't happened. So I'm hoping maybe there's like someone I can like donate it to or something because maybe I'll come across a bride in need and be able to let her wear it because I don't know what to do with it. (laughs) Um. But it's just amazing when we press into our relationship with Christ and we um, start to live for Him. Our desires change, our goals change, our life changes, and the things we thought we needed to be happy can become completely different. So I just encourage you to not worry about the entire future. Don't worry about the next 10 years. Just focus on right now. How can you press into your relationship with Christ right now? How can you open up your hands and surrender right now? How can you cry out to Him right now? How can you start living for Him right now? Um, I am cheering you on. I'm praying for you. I encourage you to grab a copy of Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story for just encouragement and hope. Um, and I'm I'm just cheering you on. I'm praying for you. If you enjoy The Girl Defined Show too, please make sure to leave a five-star review. It really helps to get the word out and to help other Christian women know that there are podcasts like this. Um, and leave your thoughts. We're going to post this over on Instagram, at Girl Defined. I'd love to continue the conversation over there and just to know what's that thing for you? What's that wedding dress in your life that's like, hey, here's what you wanted, but you don't have it. And I just want to know how you have chosen to embrace Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 and trust God even in the midst of that unfulfilled desire. Let's continue the conversation there. And I will be back in the States soon. And so I will be coming to you next time from my hometown in Texas. Until then, I will see you in the next episode.